Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only $4.95 a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how. There's just never enough time for you, Eric. So <laughs> I thought I was going, I heard, I happened to just stumble on CNN yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, this was the story all day. Dysfunction in the vice president's office, tension between the White House and Kamala yeah. Harris. And uh, b- b- I'm like, what are they talking? I mean, honestly, you said CNN invite, invents entirely new type of coverage for this vice president. Gosh, what's different about her? <laughs> Right. Yeah, and, and and there was a flurry of uh, uh, Harris gotcha pieces over the weekend. Uh, Politico did one, I think, uh, and I tweeted, "Gee, this this seems like a coincidence, right?" I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, there has never been a vice president who has been covered the way this vice president was. Vice presidents traditionally don't have any reporters assigned to them specifically. Uh, Harris has several full-time reporters assigned to her. She just came back. You know, the whole gist is, oh, we're, you know, part of the uh, narrative. Oh, she's disappeared. They're hiding her. Why doesn't she do more? A, the U.S. vice presidency has been what it is for 250 years. Thank you. Years. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that, Eric, yesterday. I'm watching I'm going, I couldn't every vice president, the vice president feels constrained and it feels like, you know, she's not been given enough to, I'm like, every oh single vice God. president in the history of yeah. it could have said the same thing, right? I mean, we've seen the West Wing episodes. This has been going on for centuries. Every <laughs> vice president feels boxed in and not used. And there has never been a co-president in the history of this country. Yeah. But apparently she's supposed to be co-president. Yeah, uh, because it's based on gossip that Joe Biden isn't going to run for re-election. And then so the gossip on top of the gossip is, um, well, there's dysfunction in the White House and they don't know what to do. If Bi- you know, the whole thing is ridiculous. The entire- So my original point was, um, oh, she's you know, they have, you know, she's under lock and key. Nobody ever sees her. She was just in France. Right. She was just, you know, in one of her lar- higher profile foreign policy trips. You know, this was supposedly to fix the crisis, the U.S.-France crisis over the yeah, submarine yeah, deal yeah. that is no longer a crisis. And, and she took questions over there. Uh, so and and CNN runs this ridiculous hit piece uh, on the day we learned that, you know, uh, Trump didn't care if his vice president got killed yeah. on January 6th. Couldn't care less. Yeah. But it's the but it's Democrats who have this dysfunction because Harris aides aren't talking nicely to the West Wing or something. It's yeah. not very even clear I, from that article. What by the, the way, is. since you brought up John Carl, I mean, it's just I know he's just one of a million different books, but I OK, 
I just wish people would speak out in real time at the at the really the peril that our democracy yeah. is in. Like, for instance, even that thing that's been released, the audio, you know, of him yeah. saying, mm-hmm. you know, weren't you worried about, you know, the vice president? I mean, but he's like, oh, you know, John, it's uh, it was it's common sense, I guess, hanging the vice president's common sense. But he said, you know, Apparently. it's well, you can't, you know, pass a fraudulent thing along. And John Carl says, mm-hmm, yeah, uh-huh. it's like, yeah. why not in the moment yeah. go, no, sir. I'm sorry, sir. Even your, uh, you know, attorney general, your head of counterterrorism, whatever, said there was no fraud. Sixty yeah. judges, including ones you appointed, said there was no fraud. But there's no even pushback, right? And, and, no, so it's just, and, yeah. So there's a few things wrong. A, you're right. Everyone hides these, you know, the juicy pieces for their books. You know, the, the Trump books have done more damage to journalism and democracy in this country than than, yeah. than lots of other things. So right after Trump left office, he was down at Mar-a-Lago and there was just a revolving door. There were a couple of articles on this on all these people writing books and they all got their time to sit with Trump and they all get their quotes and they all get their audio clips. And as you say, nobody pushes back in real. They're there to get their content and leave and keep it for their book that will be out in six months because they got a $700,000 advance. And that's the way the game is played. Uh, and and it's not really journalism. I'm not sure what it is, uh, but uh, yeah, the, the the Jonathan Carl's a perfect piece. He leaked something back in June, I think, yeah. that was newsworthy. You know, we, yeah. we, we lose track of the insanity. Well, well how isn't it but, newsworthy to confront Trump in real time? Yeah, exactly. And say, no, no sir, them. it's not common Everybody, sense, and there was no fraud. There was no, no fraud. I mean, it, and it's classic access journalism. They all needed those sit-downs in Mar-a-Lago for their book. They all knew they would get yeah. their content. They all knew not to push back. They all knew not to say, you're insane. What have you done to this country? You get your recordings, you get your tapes, yeah. and you run home thrilled that you're going to have something for your for your book, for your book promotion in four months. Yeah. That's the way the game is played. Well, and this bold, pardon me, I've covered with more things I want to talk to you about. Bold, uh, Chris Christie fluff piece on CNN. You said, remember when Uh, Hillary got more votes than Trump and the media mob told her to go away? Four years after Christie left office as the most unpopular governor in the United States history, he's still getting the white glove treatment. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that Olivia Nuzzi backed you up. She said, Chris Christie has spent the last five years proving that he's a coward and that any member of the press who continues to promote the myth of his Jersey guy, straight shooter, tough talker brand is dishonest or an idiot or both. But here we are again. There's right? a long list. Uh, New York Times, uh, Washington Post, CNN, Axios, they're all part of the idiot list, I guess. I mean, it's really, to me, the reason I wrote a whole column about it is it, this really is the perfect case example. A, can you imagine if a Democratic governor left office with a 14% approval rating? Yeah. The, the, the Beltway Press wouldn't care if that person lived two days ever. Like, you know, he he or she could drop dead the next day, would never type their name again. Right. This guy, this fraud, you know, uh, for, from Bridgegate and the bullying and his ridiculous presidential run, he made it through one primary when he came in sixth, and now he's floating himself as a presidential candidate in 2024. If he runs in 2024, guess what? He's going to make it through one primary. He's going to come in sixth place. And he gets paraded out on Axios HBO and he's on yeah. ABC uh, yesterday morning. And he has no courage. He's not an anti-Trumper in that he's a critic of the Republican Party. It's embrace of fascism. It's embrace of authoritarianism. He's still a bitter partisan who hates Joe Biden yeah. and you know, insults him. And, and, and he, he prepped 
Trump last year <laughs> yes, after four yes. years and in got office, COVID and got COVID from yeah. Trump, <laughs> which Trump didn't want you to know that... because of it. But I mean, he watched Trump for four years. He watched Trump get impeached once. He saw the insanity. He saw the racism, he, racism. He saw everything. And he's and, and, and a call went out. Hey, do you want to help him prep? Oh, my God. Yes. Where do I show up? No, I won't wear a mask. Yeah, I, I quoted a New Jersey columnist in, in, in that column, and he said uh, Christie's biggest um problem in his, his obsessive need to be relevant yeah and that's what all of this is about uh, he has no courage he now he's running around saying trump has to disavow the you know you know the big lie about the election yeah okay and, and anyone with a thinking brain knows yeah. that yeah well, uh, so and and so the point is here's cnn giving him 60 minutes tonight, an hour. What on earth are you going to talk to Chris Christie for an hour? I, know. I mean, it, it boggles it, the mind. Yeah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Well, okay. Let's, I, there's so many things. You tweeted, remember when the press echoed GOP claims about lazy workers and that once extended benefits ended, all the job openings would be filled? Uh, benefits ended in September. Uh, same yeah. number of people quit right is the month before we're, again we're up to 10 million we're up to 10 million quits at this point and right. all last spring the press was echoing that ridiculous made-up gop theory oh it's all because of extended benefits what once we end these extended benefits you know uh you know and workers are going to run out their front door and, and and apply for all these jobs 25 republican governors cut off free money from the federal government to their citizens and look what happens more people quit and 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 it's and it's just the uh, you know and it's the economic coverage is awful. I have a piece up this morning about the inflation hysteria. Yeah. Uh, you know, Biden has created more jobs in eight months than Trump did in four years. Unemployment is down. Workers are making more money. Yeah. There's lots of economic news, and it's not all about inflation. Yeah. And by the way, if did you know you haven't seen covered almost anywhere this piece on MBS is, you know, out of spite, deliberately doing this because, you know, running up gas prices because Biden won't uh, uh, meet with him because he's a oh, yeah. bonesaw murderer. But, uh, you know, anyway, I mean, it's just there's a lot of factors. And it's a, a quick point. I mean, yeah. the, the, the supply chain inflation, obviously a, a global phenomenon. Energy prices in the United yeah. Kingdom are through the roof, all time high. You read the coverage, you would think Biden invented all of this. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, by the way, I, this, I, it, I don't know if you saw everywhere from Bill Maher to, you know, meet the press was in full both sides do it mode. I mean, worse than I've ever seen. Both sides do it. Violent rhetoric on both sides. Both uh, sides, you know, don't want to get anything done. I mean, it's just it, it is incredible. I mean, I, Aaron Rupar alerted us. What an utterly bizarre line of questioning from Peter Alexander. The implication that being oh, yeah. uh, Biden's is somehow at fault for the let's go Brandon chance. This is, let's just listen to this piece with Jen Psaki. Phenomenon lately, chanted at sporting events and on signs. The phrase is let's go Brandon, a sort of code for a profane slogan attacking President Biden. What does the president make of that? I don't think he spends much time focused on it or thinking about it. 
But then, I mean, the implication was, oh, and then he said he went on to say, oh, well, he ran on right. unity, though, and, you know, like, right, what? Right, right. So, oh, I'm sorry, it's his fault that people, some people are chanting, Joe Biden. Really? It's Joe Biden's fault for the incivility. Blame the victim. I mean, talk about blame the victim. It's always the Democrats' fault. And, and um, you know, we saw this early on in, in the first couple of months of Biden's presidency. Well, why hasn't he united the country? He said he was going to unite the country. Why, why hasn't he done it? Well, because we have a fanatical authoritarian faction of this country. Now, I will say we complain about the press a lot. I will say New York Times had a really good front page piece over the weekend. It was very clear, very concise. Republicans are embracing political violence. It wasn't this both sides thing. It wasn't the, the awful language that we usually see. So sometimes there are rays of hope because the, the threat of political uh, Republican political violence is the most important story in, in the country today, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, you know, and by the way, you know, you go through some of this pollings, uh, 70% of Americans say public sh- schools should teach a great deal or yeah. a good amount about the history of how racism affects the country today. And you said it's right. almost like the press gets willingly played by the GOP. Um, and this polling, you know, ABC, uh, economic discontent, criticism of Biden, lift GOP to record early advantage. I mean, it's all the horse race stuff. And you wonder yeah. why Biden's approval ratings are down. Cause, and you look at what his new, the symphony, it has 60% approval rating. The, is it Build Back Better or the whichever? Oh, yeah, yeah, but you would do. never know that from, you know, the way they cover everything. And everything's a disaster for Biden, right? When look, all, everything very- he's promoting is wildly popular. Yeah, you know, look, it started, it started in August with Afghanistan. That was the press pivot. They were tired of this boring, no drama stuff. And they have been in hand-wringing, pearl-clutching, hysterical mode ever since. Everything is a crisis. Everything in Biden is doomed. And that has created this disconnect. And, and the disconnect is his policies are very popular. Infrastructure is very popular. Universal pre-K is very popular. Broadband, building bridges, all that stuff is very popular. Uh, but he's getting tagged and, and, you know, he's, you know, I don't think there's any other way to describe it. He's be, he is seen as, you know, not a strong leader right now and, 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 you know, not efficient. Uh, and that is a self-fulfilling prophecy. And the other thing you talk about is, you know, the doomsday in terms of Democrats, you know, they're, they've already written off the midterms and now the press is Focusing on 2024, right? Oh, Democrats right. have no chance. But you know, back to this Harris stuff. You know, Biden's not going to run. Democrats have no candidate. I mean, we we have we're blown past the midterms. Yeah. And a quick point. You know, in 2017, Democrats had a 17 point advantage over Republicans for next year's midterms. The press wasn't really interested in the midterm coverage until the summer of 2018. Oh, Democrat, you know, Republicans might lose under Trump. We're going to do 15 months, basically, of midterm coverage and, and Dems are doomed. Uh, and they love that. And again, it becomes the self-fulfilling prophecy. Thank you. I mean, and if you real- hear it every day, that's your message. And real quick, you end with that this week. You said, here's more evidence. The press constant attention to loud anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers creates a false impression of our country. Uh, Monmouth uh, writes, the dramatic images of parents protesting at school board meetings has not shifted overall public opinion on mandates right. one way or the other since the beginning of the school year. The vast majority is still for mandates, and you wouldn't know that from the coverage. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I think at least, at least a million kids have gotten their vaccines. This is still a pro-science country, no mm-hmm. matter yeah. you know what the crazies on the right and the sympathetic media coverage uh, depicts. Yep. Thank you, Eric. You are essential. <laughs> you always I mean talk us down. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Love you. <laughs> See you next week. Have a great week.